0: Rock and roll.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. I'm Matthew Martinson. I am Gordon McLattery.
2: I'm Rial Cardinal. This is Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. Welcome. So, today we're with uh, our buddy Rial, who is an ex-Bioware sound designer. Worked on the Mass Effect franchise, worked on Dragon Age. Uh, he's done some a lot of sound packs for Sound Morph, I believe.
0: Few libraries yet. Working yeah. on working on a new one right now too.
2: But he. But you've uh, recently entered the indie sphere. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Kind of dipping my toes in it with a bunch of other stuff. Kind of going on. Yeah. But it's been pretty cool. It's been d- definitely a a change over the last uh, couple years. But it's been uh, pretty sweet so far. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what are you what are you doing in indie
0: land? Um. Uh, well, me and Gord, we're working on a. We we, can we Yeah, yeah, yeah we're working on, on Bunker Punks. We're doing we're yeah. doing a, a composition uh, collab for that one. Cool. We're really stoked on that project. It's a really cool stylized project. The music is like we got some pretty crazy ideas for what we're doing. <laughs> it's wacky, but yeah. uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, kind of just uh, kind of getting my feet kind of wet with this, some some people about about doing some things. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't really talk about some of it, but uh, but yeah, kind of getting going with uh, a few other kind of um, good indie projects that I'm pretty excited about. That kind of touch on what I really like about games. So I'm kind of I'm getting excited about games again, which is that's kind cool. of cool. Yeah, after. So what is it, what's your what's your thing? What do you like about games? Um, well, these days I'm like really heading back to just like old school mechanics. Like I, you know, that's kind of a common thing mm-hmm. these days. But uh, like just old school RPGs and and. I've I've been really well not not following too well the just the kind of the indie sci-fi kind of games like the spaceship RPGs and stuff like that I'm I really want to have a little bit more free time I really want to kind of get into a few of those FTL uh-huh. that, that game and just like I played it a little bit I'm like I could spend way too much time
2: <laughs> <laughs> on this game and uh, that game I see and I'm like I don't know if I'm smart enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty involved but I, I it's definitely like it's got just that
0: old school kind of like trial and error kind of Thing that I like right yeah. um, and uh, another game that I really want to get into is uh, Void Expanse have you guys seen that no it's like a top down um, do you remember Solar Winds back in the day that one of the first epic games no it's like a top down like basically like spaceship kind of RPG like you're, you're like cool. you're flying through space and you go to different coordinates to different planets and stuff like that do you remember Armada on Dreamcast game. I
2: think I might.
0: Yeah, it's like top down, you like upgrade your ship and and it's so it's basically like that but like just like amped up like crazy. It's like a super generative world sweet. and sweet. Okay. and really cool like 3D, like it's top down 2D but you know everything's 3D model and stuff like that. It's so like yeah. got a really cool style to it. Nice. So I'm like really excited to bite into that. Like I played it a little bit and I just haven't had enough time to really you know, those types of games take they're an investment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, 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 yeah,
2: FTLs <laughs> yeah. FTL especially.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, I'm really excited to get into that and yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening right now. It's really exciting. It's a really awesome time to be making game game stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Super exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, why don't we get like a little bit of your history um other than just saying the names of games you worked on? Yeah, yeah. Like where where did it all begin? Where right
0: did now? it all begin? It's a good question actually. For games or just for sound, I guess. Like I just started messing around when I was really young. Um we had like a really one of those like just the worst Yamaha keyboard. Yeah. You know, like, the worst. Like yeah. It's got, like, all the really bad <laughs> claves and stuff like that. Yeah. And and uh, my sister was learning how to play piano, and we had one of those kind of in the house, and I just started messing around with that. And then, like, my dad had, like, his stereo upstairs, like, a home, like kind of a home theater, and there was, like, two cassette decks, and he, he showed me how to, like... Kind of record between them, like if i like record off a record or record off of a, yeah, a yeah. CD I onto a cassette, yeah, and totally. I just started doing like pause tapes. Like like I didn't yeah. know what they were called. I didn't yeah. know what, I didn't know they were pause tapes. But I was trying to even just messing around and trying to make cool stuff. And then just going out into the garage and just recording things on, like, a boom box. Yep. <laughs> Only one of those ones that can record it. <laughs> um, and I just started messing around with that. And, you know, it was, I wasn't, obviously, because I was like probably, like, seven or eight when I was doing that. I wasn't you know, serious about it or anything, but it's <laughs> something that stuck. And I forgot about it for a really long time, but it's mm-hmm. something that kind of stuck. Um, and then as I got into my teens and started messing around with, you know, computers uh, for sound, a lot of that stuff kind of came back. And I was like, oh, cool, like, I, can, I can go out and record stuff. And
2: I was actually gathering skills. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I didn't yeah. know this. And, and that's kind of, you know, a very long story short, kind of how I got into games. Like, mm-hmm. I just kind of, over years of doing, like, electronic music and recording and playing in bands and doing technical electronic music where you're, you know, like, building reactor instruments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I kind of just somehow amassed a skill set that was appropriate for doing game audio. It just, right. I, I wasn't trained in it at all, but I just somehow, like, okay, I understand, like, logic and that kind of stuff, because I've been building stuff in Reactor and Max MSP and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, re- recording for quite a few years. Um, so, I, you know, I got good with microphones. I got good good that kind of stuff. Recording bands. And then, so just kind of amassed this kind of skill set that kind of worked. <laughs> just kind of worked. And uh, and then, obviously, playing games my entire life. So, it was just having a sensitivity to what, what kind of works and what doesn't. Right, right, right. So you had no formal sound design no, training? No, not at all, actually. And uh, it, it was kind of a weird... Getting into getting into it kind of became this... Um, it was just kind of a, hap, a yeah. happenstance kind so, of thing.
1: So um, here's a question. Yeah. I know how I answer this question all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: when did when, when did you get into the games industry? What was, like, your first... Oh, yeah, I think 2006? Right around the time I, did, I got... Well, I was, like, 2003. Yeah, yeah. Um, the you that got into the games industry then... Mm-hmm. Do you think they could get into the games industry now? Probably not. Probably not. That's my same answer. Yeah, yeah. Things have really changed. They really like, changed, yeah. The era when we came yeah, in, yeah. it was like everyone was ex-movie people or ex-music people. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that was the skill set you had. No, yeah. There was no formal
0: Definitely, yeah. game
1: sound. There was barely like film sound yeah. formal training.
0: Yeah, it wasn't really... S- standardized really yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah it was just like
1: oh okay he recorded some bands
0: yeah <laughs> so he knows reactor awesome exactly that's, that's what we're looking yeah, for yeah we he's a friend of a friend and that, yeah. you know that's yeah exactly yeah i totally i don't i don't think so i don't think i could have done it like it was definitely like a at the time for me it was like kind of a you know i know this person who knows this person who needs audio yeah and 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 kind of just fell into it and then learned a lot very fast yeah because you know it's if you're just kind of thrown into it and, hell, you need to do all this work. You don't have a choice. you yeah, got to learn yeah. that in a week. Learn how to program that game audio engine in a week. <laughs> uh, you know, so, so yeah, I, I kind of got... By the to, way, it crashes every half it, Yeah, hour. exactly, and uh, we have no naming con- convention or anything now. Um, but, yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah. I'd say it'd probably be a lot harder just, just, yeah. just based on competition and kind of what's expected out of the gate, I guess, when it comes to yeah. new people in the so industry. So what do you think of, like, the formal education that's out there now?
1: That's um, the other kind of thing
2: we get asked a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel
1: like we get asked a lot is, like, what do I need to do?
0: Yeah. To, to um, get in. I think it's mostly, even to this day, and even when, you know, at BioWare, when we were hiring people or, you know, interviewing people coming out of all, everywhere, it still came down to kind of just, kind of who you knew, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. um, n- not in like a, like,
2: it's who knows you and knows you're good?
0: <laughs> yeah, not, not in, like, a malicious way, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to sneak my buddy in kind of thing, but it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, it, like, having a contact, just, yeah. like, a like mm-hmm. kind of a more open contact uh, that you can talk to in the industry is, is like, still, I think, the most important. Most yeah, important networking. Thing. Networking for sure. Yeah, um, you can you can make those contacts with these people. Yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, it's
1: not like sneaking your buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh, we need to hire somebody. Oh, I remember I met exactly. that guy. You know, wherever I met him at GDC. I yeah. met him like at the meetup yeah. or whatever. You're like, oh yeah, I know, I know a guy. And, and, it, and it might be like a year like or like, two.
2: Let's, let's check out his reel. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want to recommend someone who crashes and burns. <laughs>
1: There's the
2: risk of that too. Yeah. 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 Like
1: I found all my big breaks I got because of who I knew. Mm-hmm. Totally. But I had to have the skills to back up once I was there. Yeah, yeah. I like knew who I knew got my foot in the door, mm-hmm. but I still needed to be good at what I was doing once I was yeah. there. And otherwise they would have been like, "You're bound.
0: Exactly, and, and and that's kind of like you know, at that point, you know, like if somebody's looking for you at that point, it almost doesn't matter what your education is.
2: Yeah, Because no. if you're
0: good, can or you really, do it? Yeah, can Which you do is
2: it? What I find really attractive, yeah. about, about the industry, yeah, because I have like I have an English degree. <laughs> from a <laughs> university <laughs> and from the like just the 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 world of academia is very strict about those regulations oh, yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't even matter whether you can do it or not you no. get people that are terrible at what they do but they have the accreditation right. exactly yeah. to work that job yeah. yeah um and i like how almost more lenient but also more cutthroat the games industry is because if there were accreditations and you sucked it's you'd be cut yeah exactly yeah. it's kind
0: of there for people who just really want to do it Like yeah. it's, it's what it comes down to like yeah. I think like and just kind of getting out there and meeting the right people and, and kind of doing it and it doesn't really matter what kind of education you have as long you know as long as you can do the work and have like a good like you know there's definitely some fundamentals I think that are like good yeah. to have but mm-hmm. but the lot I of like, I, went, I went
1: to school for recording engineering yeah right? yeah right and I'm like I'm super glad that I have that like kind of formal mm-hmm. recording background yeah. That like, like I can think through. Like, okay, why does this room sound like? Yeah, crap? Yeah, where yeah. should I put a mic? And all like, exactly. some physics and like that's still bouncing around my head a little bit. I'm yeah. like, okay, like I used to figure out how to mic the kick drum, and <laughs> this is just something else I'm micing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I see a lot of uh, people with no fundamental signal flow theory. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I'm like... It, That's like, huge. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you can't figure out what's wrong? It's Game just staging, like, yeah. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. It's great. It's great to have those fundamentals. Yeah. I still think a lot of those you can teach
0: yourself. Totally. I shouldn't say I'm completely uneducated when it comes to audio. Like, I, I yeah. did a, a little program in Edmonton at a, at a studio called Power Sound Studios. It was a kind of a three-month kind of recording. Mm-hmm. Program. And, but the thing is, I got like 98% in it because I already kind of knew this stuff just yeah. from doing mm-hmm. it on my own. And I ended up teaching it for like two years, too. So it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I'm not completely uneducated when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, there's definitely, you know, those fundamentals. And I think you can kind of, you can definitely teach them, like, yeah. or d- definitely learn them on your own. Yeah. So I li- had like
1: engineering recording mm-hmm. school knowledge. I didn't do anything with sound design. All my sound design chops are all like yeah. self taught. And that was. Okay, I've got to, like, sit in front of the computer, they're asking me to design something, I better
2: figure this out. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's problem
0: solving more than anything, right? That's kind of interesting, too, because, like, well, actually, a lot of people ask me, too, about, like, well, you know, I I went to school, you know, to, you know, name, insert, recording, engineering school. And a lot of them, I guess, I don't know, think that it might just directly translate into doing game audio, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, really, a lot of it, like you said, it's not, you don't really rely on that, those skills. Yeah. That much, like the record, like the super recording engineering yeah. kind of skills. Mm-hmm. They're handy and yeah. they're good to have when you actually need to put a mic in front of something or whatever. But it's a totally different skill set <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah,
1: I find it's a lot. I find the biggest thing is when um, composers yeah. approach me. Yeah, and they're like, I've I've been composing for TV and film. I want to get into this games thing. You yeah. know, and you can tell a lot of them are like, Hey, there's there's money there. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Yeah, it's a totally different beast.
0: Yeah, yeah. from both perspectives too. Like coming at it from that to, into sound design, and then coming at it, you know, a traditional composer into game composing, even, yeah. even that in and of itself is a whole other, like, whole other thing to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of,
1: I, I've talked to some audio directors, like, AAA audio directors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not so much in the indie scene, but they're like, you know, we'll hire any composer if we like their stuff. Yeah and we'll figure out how to take their stuff and make it interactive, and we don't offload any of that onto them. It's just like, you just write awesome music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'll figure out how to rip it apart and make it exactly. interactive. Exactly. But yeah. then they need a technical sound person yeah. to, okay, I'm just going to deal with the music yeah. and like yeah, right. all these of, stems and figure out yeah. how I'm going to take the score and then chop it up into loopy, interactive bits mm-hmm. and well, still make it make sense. That's kind of a
2: shame because that's one of the f- most fun parts about game composition is...
1: Sure, but I think I think there's something the is something valid thing. if you're like you know what this guy's a great composer, mm-hmm. yeah, and I just want him to be a great composer. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to saddle him with the technical stuff where yeah. he's like, oh, now I'm am not thinking about composing. I'm thinking about like how do I have to piece this together and where True. should I go? And you're just like, no, no. You just do what you're good at, and we'll get a technical guy who yeah, like, yeah. can do that. It's like I also schools. think it's, it's also great the other way when you if you get a composer who can think that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, you don't need the technical guy. Like, he's all of it. And you're just, oh, yeah, he's going to give you this really cool thing. He's like, yeah, and it does this, and it should be interactive this way, and it's going to
0: change here and do this kind (laughs) of stuff. It's interesting, too, like, just seeing, even when I was at Bioware, like, I did a little bit of music direction there, like, just on some of the Mass Effect DLC. I didn't really get too involved in the music. Most, you know, Rob and Mike kind of both handled that kind of stuff more. But uh, I got to do a little bit of it and just to work with a few different composers it was really cool just to even see how different they are when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like some of them are, are pretty adept at that sort of or at least they know how that stuff works yeah, and then right. like you said some of them are, are just like I just write music. Yeah. <laughs> it's just two different schools, right? Of, of Yeah, I uh, of, of, yeah, don't think neither is right or wrong, yeah. really. It's just, that it's two different schools, and yeah. they both are, like, valid totally, ways yeah. of doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, and it depends on how good the music is and how, like, well it's kind of directed. Really. Yeah, like if and how your studio is set up
1: to have a technical person rip something apart, or, yeah. <laughs> or you not. If you
0: don't have that person, then that's not going to work. No, exactly. And you wouldn't want to put that on somebody who's not, I guess, it does not, not trained, but doesn't have a, a knack for that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't take just somebody who's trained in just sound design and be like, hey, we need... We need to make these stems work. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right.
2: Yeah, I don't. Like, they're just like I don't know how to count out as.
0: F- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: A four-four beat. So, uh, how would you go about directing like a level of music, and what's that? What's that workflow like?
0: Um. Well, you definitely need to know. I mean, you you know, it depends on the scale of the game. I think too, being working close with design and writing mm-hmm. and just knowing knowing the, the beat maps, you know, of yeah, the yeah. level and knowing like. And knowing your systems and knowing, like, what you can do, and then just kind of beat mapping it out and figuring out the pace and, and, and whatnot.
1: Kind of on a technical thing, because, I mean, I, I do a lot of working with our composer here to figure out, we kind mm-hmm. of collaborate musical direction-wise and with the artistic or whatever. There's a bunch of people involved here at Clay yeah. when we do that kind of stuff. Um, but, like, on the technical part, do you figure out, like, okay, this is what we technically can do and then go forward? Or do you come up with ideas and then figure out if that's even possible? I think
0: a little of both, but it's good to know like like especially with like the way like we were using wise, yeah, um, especially the way you know the way wise works where it's it's music system' powerful, but it's got a very like you really have to plan it out, I think to make yeah. it work well mm-hmm. and knowing like exactly how you're you're mapping things, I think is important because mm-hmm. it, it completely changes how you direct. Yep. the composers knowing like oh, if you can put in proper holding patterns for music and, and how you can transition in and out of them and, and mm-hmm. you know I think it's important to kind of know that before going especially you know <laughs> if they're charging whatever <laughs> per minute of music you don't want to mess that up <laughs> totally yeah. um, that 30 second cue cost oh damn. and it's useless
1: <laughs> um, I've been I've been working lately at least on the latest game more of just figure out what we want to do mm-hmm. And figure out how we're going to do it after the fact.
0: It's just like, ballsy. Just <laughs> go yeah. with
1: like what's a, what's the cool idea, and maybe we got to backtrack. But yeah. when we we're lucky. We've one of our composers is now in house, mm. so it's it's not a like pay by the minute. Yeah, situation. that's huge. Then yeah, so we can be like, this is the idea. This is cool. Like, yeah. Here's how it's going to work. And then I'm like, all right, now I got to figure out how to make that work. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a cool idea I yeah. came up with, and the composer's on board. Yeah, yeah. Art director's on board. Everyone's sold. Yeah, we're yeah. we're sold on the idea. Yeah. Now I figure out like. And sometimes it's like, you know what, okay, we actually just need to scale it back a little bit. Yeah. Like, we can't quite do all of it, mm-hmm. so... Maybe we could push a little bit harder on these little things. Like so how yeah. do we then make, like, the idea morph into what's possible? I think like, that's
0: an, in, an interesting, like, perspective, too, on, like, indie, yeah. too. Because that's probably something, those types of risks that are more... That happens more, too. We don't indie have to...
2: Stuff. Like, Matt doesn't have to go through a bunch of people to get that. Yeah, yeah, there's not, there's not as much of a bureaucracy,
0: yeah. I guess, but, but uh, I guess... The risk you can take, you can take that risk being in that situation a little bit more. I think mm-hmm. too. Like I know, like <laughs> that'd be a tough sell. I, 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 think if I were like when I was there to be like, I got this crazy idea. I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah, we'll I, figure I, that I, out I, later. I need Twenty minutes of music from these composers <laughs> to figure out <laughs> if it's gonna work. And, yeah, to figure out if it's gonna work. I don't, you know, that that probably would be a tough sell. But yeah. you know, there, there's 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 a there's definitely still a bunch of that because I think that's just games in general too. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just doing that kind of stuff with, with anything on games. So. Yeah, but that's a cool perspective. I think I think that's something you get to do a lot more with indie stuff, and that's kind of why I'm I'm excited about it is taking risks, like doing mm-hmm. like, hey, let's do something really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's something that, that came up today that I wanted to talk
1: about. We've I've got a I think it's a slightly different workflow here yeah. than the way most people work. Yeah. Um, I never basically never get animations like videos. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't work to, to videos. Yeah. Yeah. Gord has been freelancing here at Clay. Yeah for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Gord has been introduced to kind of like how I work. Yeah and, yeah, and and we have like lots of animation in the new games and I need to sound synced to all of them. It's the way I kind of work. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for your view and Gord's view on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I work, I sit with the animators because they're like three seats right there, over. Yeah. I go over and I look at the animations and I write down keyframes of how long stuff is mm-hmm. if I need to and break everything down to as small of pieces as I can. Mm-hmm. So I'm not making a five-second sound. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm making three half-second sounds.
0: That's good practice for game audio in general, too, right? Like, yeah. so can, I, I make it as
1: small as yeah. I can, yeah. mm-hmm. and <clears> I'm not making the animators go, hey, I need 10 million movies yeah. to be made. Oh, it's the yeah. wrong Kodak, damn. Can you yeah. render that out again? Uh, I had do that <laughs> yesterday. So I'm guessing you've worked in a more traditional way of, like, give me a bunch of MLVs and... Both, I'd say, um,
0: yeah, because yeah, like you know, it is it is a collaborative process, especially early on, right? Mm-hmm. When when when, it, when you're still kind of just sorting out what works, like earlier in a game, So there's definitely some of that, and you know, like some people like different stuff too. Like some animators like to have a beat map, like yep. like to have a temp sound in to inspire them to kind of work right. with, and and, yep. and and they're into that sort of thing, and some of them just like to animate, you know, make their stuff and then put sound on it, um, so. I think it's, I think both are valid and you come up with different, you come up with things differently too. Like when you approach it, just making the sound first or making it kind of in a, in a vacuum almost create yeah. a vacuum and then it's up to the, you know, the animators to interpret I've, it
1: I've even <laughs> lately been doing stuff and this is like you talk about risky Yeah, I've been making stuff without even seeing animations yeah. <laughs> and just being like oh yeah I kind of know what that should sound like and yeah. just, I'm just going to make it I'm going to see if it fits and if yeah. it doesn't fit oh well maybe I'll use it for something a, else but I'm just no I don't even need to see it I'm yeah. just going to make it and I'll see if they meld yeah, up because totally. yeah. I've got a feel of how the game overall should sound yeah so I think I know where this should be. Yeah, totally. especially when it's
2: a game you've maybe been working on for a year or two yeah. years, right? I think that's something, too, so that... So ex- you're in this world already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's g- not like a, a brand-new game.
1: Here's the new idea! I'm making sounds! <laughs> Don't show me
0: anything! It's <laughs> kind of an experience thing, too, like, just knowing what how sounds play out. Like, just yeah. knowing like knowing that an explosion isn't just... <laughs> it's... <laughs> you know, there's a the rhythm to it. I think mm-hmm. you can kind of... Having an experience making that kind of stuff, you can kind of take those risks, I think. It's, yeah. It kind of affords you that sort of facility yeah. i guess i think
1: yeah. i'm finally at the stage where i i don't entirely think i'm faking it hmm. i don't know why like still like i'm partially just faking it
0: now <laughs> yeah. when are they going to find out i'm yeah. still 100%
1: faking it 100% yeah. i'm not entirely always looking over, over my shoulder yeah. i'm only
0: looking over my shoulder half the time now i think i think that's when when that when it's only, it's only I think it's when (laughs) yeah. I think it's when people stop doing that. I think that's when you get that's when you're worn out. Yeah, (laughs) it's good to have
1: that
2: uh, that immediacy. We'll call it. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So I saw today
1: actually. Gord was working here today, Mm -hmm. and I saw him talking to the animators, getting frame counts and stuff. So
2: How have you been finding? Well, for the way I was. So like I went to VFS, which is one of the only sound design schools, and that that's how we were taught. Game audio because yeah. John Fish is a triple A guy. And that's everybody's in-house AAA, A, everyone's on salary. Yeah. So you get taught mm-hmm. super granular. Like he was all about just the more granular you can get, the better. Like the battlefield guys splitting up their footsteps into heel, ball, and toe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe even like the release of the toe or something. Yeah. And so we all graduate and then we're trying to do that freelancing. <laughs> And you can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah. We can't um, actually take renders from the game. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Um, A because how are you charging for your, your games? Probably, if you're working on these smaller games, you're going to be charging per asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you start throwing somebody three assets per footstep. Gonna, and you're still gonna, charging per asset. And you're, char- you're like, and you're charging per asset. They're gonna lose their minds. Yeah. yeah. So you have to think of creative ways to get around that. Also, you might, you just might not have time uh, to do it. These developers probably don't care. I mean, it depends on what engine you're using or like what yeah. kind of implementation. And if you have middleware or if you don't. Yeah. So what we, so we would do, so then we'd wind up doing just these play blasts where we would get Santa full five seconds. Yeah. Uh, and we would just. It would depend on the game though. How like that would be more turn-based, where it's locked animations every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, things aren't canceling and stuff. That, that animation is going to start and finish, and we know this. Yeah, and blending. And then it's like just foley, SFX, maybe even like a music sting. It's just all in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all baked, premixed. Well, that's the thing um, too, it depends on your platform. Yeah, like if you're
1: doing a like a mobile thing,
2: mm-hmm. there's yeah, there's no
1: way. If I've been song. having Gord doing foley stuff lately, so we were talk a lot about dragging. And I was like, okay, the drag on the ground is one thing. Then yeah. there's the foley for the guy being dragged, which is a different thing. Yeah. Then there's the footsteps of the guy doing the dragging and the foley of the guy doing the dragging. So it's like it's four events yeah. every time yeah. mm-hmm. the guy moves. You know, it's yeah. not one thing. I was like, And then I got yeah. all
2: excited because I was like, oh, Oh, we get to do this now. Been <laughs> <laughs> freelancing two years. I knew that yeah. this was done yeah, yeah. in some places, and now we get to do it. Yeah, it's You great. get to do pr- like, proper procedural foley and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just the granularization yeah. is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Which what I
2: find is really
1: helpful when you're not working to movies Yeah, to be able to just break it up into as little pieces as you can,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. then... Timings can change, and you don't have to redo your problem. sound work. Yeah, it's yeah. just okay. like, totally. hey, just move that event to frames.
0: Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I would do a lot of that too. Like depending on the game, like what engine it was, it was a little bit. It was actually easier to do the setup in the Dragon Age games the way the engine was set up, but just going into the editor and just popping, you know, locking events to animations and it was just like a lot of the times I would just go in and put them in and and like be like, okay, well I'm probably gonna wanna have, you know, timing critical stuff, stuff that needs to happen at a certain point that Mm -hmm. I don't want to get completely screwed over if they change the animation timing or slow it down or whatever. I'll go in and actually just lay the events down, you know, as as empty events or whatever. And then just once the sounds go in, you just put them in and then it just kinda plays out as, you know, how it's supposed to. And if it changes you know depending, you know, sometimes with that engine it was kind of like if they would change the animation, the whole timeline would go out. Mm -hmm. And then that eventually became a separate thing, and, uh, you know, games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, definitely as granular as you can get with that kind of stuff. And it helps... To-
2: well, that's the nice thing about contract work that is back-end, is that you get... If you're handed the reins, mm-hmm. you're allowed to go crazy Yeah. like that. Yeah. It's going to take if, you if, way more time. If, if they it. let you, <laughs> or yeah. if you know,
0: they're, they want to pay for it, or whatever, whatever the setup yeah. is for that kind of well, stuff. Well, just if
2: you are on a revenue share, yeah. basically, if you're, like, part of the team... Mm-hmm. Then you get to go nuts like that. No. And developers are happy for it.
0: It's sweet. That kind of stuff, too, like, really, from just a making it sound better kind of standpoint, too, like, you mm-hmm. get so much more, like, with randomization and, yeah. and stuff well, kind of just falls off the truck more that way, you know? You just, yeah. You yeah. kind of just throw sounds in there and it just kind of...
1: I think in some cases you are working in a, like, limited capacity on a, like, per-asset kind of contract. Mm-hmm. I think you just need to kind of go, like, I'm billing you for one asset. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you three things. Yeah. This is the one asset. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a movement. Yeah. So it is a foley and a footstep and it's it's like it is the dude moving. So yes. Yeah. It's It's one thing. Yeah. But you're getting three
0: five. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's kinda yeah, it's an asset. It's a sonic event that occurs, even though it's you know, might be different events or something. Yeah. yeah, It's just I'm giving you it broken up. It's something that they'll perceive as one sound. Yeah. One thing happening, I guess. Yeah. I've actually been, you know trying to figure that kind of stuff out too with some of the, with some of the people that I'm um, going to be starting to do some work with, you know, just figuring out how to break that kind of stuff up, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it's different depending on the game too, like depending how much content there actually is. And, and yeah, just kind of some, sometimes instead of looking at it like individual assets, but yeah, breaking it down into like packs almost like, yeah. of, of like, here's a pack of stuff that, you know, we can maybe negotiate on this or something, you know, um, I, I'm finding that that's, for a lot of things that's kind of the best way to go depending on on what it is again. um, A couple of things that I'm going to be working on are like there are smaller games, but there's a lot of content. Like, yeah. there's a lot of content. so yeah, yeah. so it'll, I'll probably be relying on that that sort of a setup, like just kind of doing things like in chunks and billing it accordingly because it's like if I really bill you on how many <laughs> lines that, uh, that is or how many, <laughs> how many assets that is, that's really going to cost a lot of money and you probably yeah. will just laugh <laughs> at me if I tell you that. <laughs> 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 so it's, it's kind of a moving target I find with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: cool. so how's, how's the transition being? uh from a big studio to uh, on your own well
0: it it's been it's been cool I, I I intentionally really changed things up just in my personal life just how how I was kind of doing things like mm-hmm. when I, when I left Bioware I, I had um the coma duster record that I did last year was on yeah. with it had been on the back burner for a long time and I was like I need to get this finished I got signed to Timpanic audio like I think about a year before I released that record and, right and uh, uh Paul at Timpanic was like well, I know this is going to be cool, so I'll, I'll give you a bunch of time to do it. Make it, come, come, make it cool, come out whenever. But a year, even for me, like is yeah. a long. Like I, I really need to get this done. So I left and I was like, okay, well I'm going to spend a couple months just doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm just going to do this. Just put the time I think I need put into this to make it work yeah. and make it worthwhile. So I did that and I just completely forgot about game audio for a while. <laughs> and that was the first, kind of the first time I really did that. It, like s- since I started doing game audio, so it was kind of a. That was that took a bit of getting used to actually, like mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks of doing that. I was like, um, so I just transitioned to that and and really just kind of started thinking about other stuff. And it was really healthy, like it was a really yeah. good decision, like to do that. And um, I, you know, I, I still do miss doing a lot of that kind of stuff in in bigger games like that. But um, it, it was it was a healthy decision to kind of just take my time and do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I'd been really needing to do I did. I didn't realize until I did it. <laughs> I was like, right. this is good. I, I'm, I'm really glad I did this, actually. yeah. So, so yeah, I transitioned to that. Um, I finished that record uh, in Edmonton and then did the move out here. Mm-hmm. And then, once I got out here, it was kind of just like hit the ground running as much as I can on yeah. anything. Um And... You know, just like anyone in that sort of position, it was rough for a while, for sure. Like, it was tough.
2: And did you have freelance experience, like, before? Yeah. In the music industry? Yeah, for sure. It
0: wasn't the first time I'd done that kind of thing, but but it was definitely, like... You know the grind. It was definitely the most risky one that I've... Time I've done that. Like, just yeah. oh, I'm moving to a different city, and right. uh, let's just do this. And I, <laughs> I don't have as much money as I should have saved up. For this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just do it. So, so it was tough for a while. But uh, I, it's it's a weird thing too. I find like I, I can't. I had quite a few like kind of lined up, kind of kind of gigs that I thought w- with kind of you know that were a little bit more like this will work out for sure. You know, like those types of like, this is a surefire thing, you know, and then like kind of like being like, all right. But then, you know, I have like, you know, these few phone numbers in my back pocket that, Mm -hmm. you know, like these, these sound like cool gigs, but they're kind of my backup gigs, you know, for for freelance and whatnot. And it's kind of amazing how fast, you know, like, you know, certain things can just kind of fall through or change or or whatever. And it's just like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden those like more modest gigs that you, you might not have put too much thought into are like the ones that are like. Paying your bills now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a. I know exactly it, what you're Yeah, about. It's, it's a weird. Uh, that's a bit of thing, you know, get used to. It's uh... some things, you know, they seem surefire and it's kind of like, oh, no, actually things are different. Yeah, it's don't yeah. close any doors, yeah, basically. Definitely. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nothing sure until you've got a check in your hand. Exactly. Actually, oh, nothing until yeah. you've got cash in your hand. Cash, yeah. Because that some, check could still be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it might be
0: a bad check or. It's <laughs> like, what do you mean that? It's, that that's going to take 15 days to cash that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a so yeah. So it was a it was a risky transition, um, for sure. But really rewarding. It's been really rewarding. It's been really cool. Met a lot of really cool people too, just Mm -hmm. from doing it. Just from just from doing that. Leaving and then and just putting my face in other things. Um,
1: Here's something I've I've talked at our local meetups a lot Mm because we've you know got a big AAA scene in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. um, And we have we have our sound designer meetup and. You, we don't see that many of the AAA guys ever come out to it. Mm-hmm. I know some of them know about it, and some, I know some we haven't reached. Yeah, yeah. But I get this feeling that the, like the AAA guys like stay siloed away in AAA land, and yeah. in their, just their studio. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of reasons why that yeah. that, that happens and why they do that, mm-hmm. not like, knocking that or anything. Yep. Um, but was Bioware like that? And when you left there, was it like, oh my god, I don't know anybody like...
0: Yeah, it's insular. Yeah, it can be in in AAA. Like you know, you, you get really close with your team. Yeah, you're really close. You yeah. know, know those people better than anybody. Really, um, and then you know, it does get pretty insular. And I, I find that I, I found that I, I like talking about game audio, and I mm-hmm. like I like you know teaching it and and doing all sorts of stuff with with it. But at the time, I think when I was when I was personally kind of in the trenches with that kind of stuff, when I got home, it was kind of like I didn't really want to. I didn't necessarily want to talk about it anymore. You know, yeah. not that I was uh, super jaded or anything like that, but it's like, I just did 10 hours of that. And yeah. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like, um, so I think just in and of that, you know, like I, I could see how that could be like kind of. A, For sure. And I think like, when you're under heavy NDAs and stuff, and yeah. you're
1: like, if I meet other guys, I, I can't, can't really talk about anything. Anyway. I'm working on a thing. <laughs> it's hey, really I'm, cool. I'm working on a thing too. <laughs> it's I've got this problem that you could help me with, but, but I, I can't <laughs> tell you any of the specifics. Yeah.
0: About any of it <laughs> at <laughs> <all>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: so, so there's like, it, it does kind of breed I, a, an insular kind of yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: so I, I've always thought that, um, and that was my experience too, coming out of AAA in yeah. the freelancing, of like not knowing anybody, like, when you came... I mean, you switched cities, too. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, you're already... That's a big... Uh, double whammy. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> um, it just feels like there's still the real, like... Uh, AAA isn't as secure yeah. as it used to be. Like, no, definitely You know, not. there's a lot of movement and things can fall out. Just like our small gigs can collapse. Yeah. You know, whole studios can collapse without any notice. And then you're left with not knowing anybody and you're trying to jump yeah. into
0: this whole new scene. And you know, another thing that's interesting about it too is like another challenge kind of uh, that I faced when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I was actually a little bit more diligent about it than other people that I yeah. know that I'd worked with. But, you know, if you do that for five or six years or whatever, the company, you don't really have a library. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I, just kind of I, like, you know, you rely yeah, so totally. much on, you know, and that's like, that was one of the that's big things. Scary. Like, I came out, I'm like, scary. I actually don't have my... Bag of tools that I, yeah, that I that I thought I, know I had that really i used well, to using uh, left. I knew like when I before I was leaving too, like like before I was making the change that I needed to be diligent about yeah. that too. And I, I definitely put in the time over time of just making sure I had enough stuff, you know, yeah. to kind of do some work. And then it was like for like six months, it was like if I make money, I'm I got to yeah. buy some libraries. I got yeah. I got to really put the money into yeah. this and, yeah. and make the investment into it. And at that. I think it's super important. <laughs> like having libraries, you know, mm-hmm. you know really well. Right. Not necessarily big libraries, like a, a ton of content, but stuff yeah. that you just know inside out, I think is just. Yeah. I don't have a huge library. Yeah. I have like, you have a way bigger library yeah. than I hoard. I hoard. Yeah. Cu- like, going through and curating it is like. A, yeah. But this, I know it. I know what I've got yeah. really
2: well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have this huge library. I probably use like 3% of it. <laughs> You know, I, I still have you know, favorite sounds. Yeah, yeah. Do you
0: have like a, do, do you do you separate those? Like do you curate it kind of as you go? No, I'm
2: bad for that. I think that's um, a really
0: healthy thing to do. I, I I get a lot of value out of that when I do that yeah, kind of stuff. I just have
1: them in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I, know, I still don't use, here. I like to use workspace at most. Yeah, yeah. I don't have like proper. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have proper. Uh, library software. Yeah, yeah. But I just have do. my library organized. I have it organized by who I bought it from. Yeah. And that's generally my Same. my like in my brain click of like Definitely. I'm looking for this. All right, I know I bought like
2: electrical yeah, stuff from one those folder. guys or those guys yeah.
0: and those guys. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I do a lot of it by by manufacturers. Works good.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's separated by record, Usually, yeah.
1: yeah. I also I did find too when I originally went freelance. My big thing was like I'm losing all my plugins mm. and yeah. EA through like everything yeah you know i had everything <laughs> um but i found it was really good when i was like okay i'm going freelance what did i really use mm-hmm. what do i really need and i was able to buy a very small subset of plugins yeah it was like these are gold like, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah this is the stuff i actually use yeah. every day and that's mm-hmm. grown over time but totally there's even some that were in that that i originally bought for when i originally went freelance that i still use every day
0: yeah I am
2: really sweet. Sl- yeah, it. oh, is it decapitator? <laughs> That's a sweet
0: plugin. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny because like when you get that really small focused tool set, yeah, it's kind of like I find personally like I try a lot of different things, but yep. it takes a lot for a plugin to really get into my like day to day. Yeah, like my like I'm going to be using this. You know, like yeah. it has to be like up to par with the tool that I know inside it out before mm-hmm. I even
2: consider really using it a lot.
0: Yeah. Um sometimes for flavor though, like sometimes it's to throw some a weird kind of
2: Yeah. Temper. What are a few of your day-to-days? I'm sure people will want to yeah. know.
0: Fat filter stuff yeah. is just like is uh like Saturn and Pro Q2 or just like I use those. I
1: I picked up Pro Q2 and I I've using it a lot, yeah. but I I still prefer HEQ. I'm not I've not been blown oh, yeah. away by Pro Q2. Yeah. I'm like, oh this is
0: solid. Yeah, yeah. And I like it, but a it's, lot of wise I'm
1: like, you know, I could have I could have stayed with H E Q and I would have been okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. It of bells and whistles. It's got a lot of bells and whistles. Yeah. Of bells mm-hmm. and whistles. It kinda it kind of for me it changes how I, I look at sound kind of and how I yeah. EQ it, you know, and a lot of the times not a lot of times, but sometimes I do like just an EQ that they that kinda just like I just have to go in there and get my hands dirty more, you know, like with yeah. something like that. Like HEQ is cool and, and um and stuff, you know, EQs that don't have displays on them at all. Yeah, um, you know that kind of stuff. I think you get different results a lot of the times when you use right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because you have to actually listen. really listen. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you can get in a lot of trouble with with Pro Q 2 I, I think I think a lot of people, you know, like you can really like that looks horrible. <laughs> but sometimes that's all, that sounds
1: awesome, you know. And, yeah. And like I, I, I'm, I'm thankfully I I don't fall down that trap. I make disgusting looking waveforms yeah, all the time and just murder things. And I'm comfortable. Like this is if I was doing this musically, I would die. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> 20 dB again gain here and a 20 dB cut here. That's all good. Totally. <laughs> what, what, look at that DC
0: offset on that mother. That's a crazy freaking waveform. <laughs> mm, print it sounds it. amazing. Yeah. When you put that in game and it just crushes everything else, it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I like the I like the Fab Filter stuff. I love Saturn. Saturn's like a yep, cool. I love Saturn. It's, that plugin just really like the more I use it, the more it starts just revealing itself in the weirdest ways. Like I'll use it now for like I made a really crazy transient shaper in mm-hmm. it just by using its like modulation system and stuff. That's like better than any transient shaper I've ever used. It's like really? super cool. It's not even a transient. It's not like a, I designed it to make it like a transient shaper, not just make the transients louder. Like, oh, yeah. like to actually make it so you can change how they sound like and do wow. cool things with them okay it's a cool ableton rack that I made with Saturn um so that plugin's ins just been really like nailing it for me like I I put that on almost every track it's just like sometimes I'll have four of them like on one sound just because it's just like <laughs> I need this one to just give a little bit of like harmonic sheen and this one to just crush the top end and this one to yeah it's such a cool plug-in I love that one yeah that fat filter it. and then and then I have a t- I think one p- type of plugin that like I'm usually pretty good with like EQs and compressors. Like I I only need a couple of yeah. those, you know, that I know really good. But reverbs, I'm kind of just like, give me as many reverbs as I can because I've they, been buying a lot of reverbs they just, lately they too. I've just been
1: like, Yeah, they're all Yeah. Like I picked one up on the wave sale, one of the like um The weird one. Yeah. One of the artist ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's from some engineer. And it's weird. Yeah. And I'm like, awesome. I it's could not I horrible. couldn't
0: make that sound with another reverb. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh it's got this and this and this. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like I love the Valhalla reverbs like I yeah, have yeah, all I of them Valhalla. and they're just like they all sent. they like, people ask me like which one should I
2: get? I'm like get them all. They're fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, <they're> each. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll love it. You'll you can get all of them for the price of for half like, the price of like
0: yeah exactly. All, all I think
2: um, I still don't have
1: them. I plan on getting yeah, them. Yeah. Um, but for me, somebody who has several good like normal reverbs. Yeah shimmer to me is the like get shimmer first totally because it's the one that's different than anything it's else a, it's there. kind of a one trick
0: mm. pony i mean i wouldn't say one trick pony you can do a lot of cool things with it but it's like it's a very specific sound and it, yeah. and it does it so well and i
1: don't really think anything else does yeah what it's doing yeah
0: it gets right. that like yeah it gets, that gets that shimmer and that density yeah. out of it like it's just such a cool sound that yeah. thing's amazing for reverse reverb effects like yeah. you do you like reverse reverb uh, that's the best plugin i've ever used for that cool so good Super weird sounding when you do that. It's just like got these, like, you put those really weird non-linear tail, tails on stuff and then reverse reverb, it just yep. sounds so weird when those tails yeah. are coming in backwards and stuff. It's yeah. such a cool, I use that way too much though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go to, um, we put out the word for some questions yeah, yeah. on Twitter. So we only got a couple. Yep. Um, I, I, I checked, checked them out. So we'll start. Uh, Joy Van Alten said, in AAA, what tips do you have for an entry-level sound designer trying to shift from re- reoccurring temporary full-time contracts to securing the elusive regular full-time position?
0: Do you even recommend it? So it's like the opposite of kind of what we... What we were talking about, about yeah. 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 Yeah, going the other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it's still... Um, this one, it's like... Oh, I definitely recommend it if you're really into it and you want to do it. Like, in, Working at big companies is working on those games of that caliber and, and with that much content and, and the type of technical challenges you need to do to kind of make those types of games is totally awesome. It's totally yeah. worth it. I totally recommend it for sure. Like, if that's what you want to do, it's definitely a lot of work when you once you're in and, and, you know, you kind of have to really focus on it. Um, but the tips, I guess, kind of like what we said earlier, like, it's, it's, it's kind of networking, really. Yeah. And, and just knowing that you really want to do it and, mm-hmm. and finding people who are stoked about it too and, and who, you know... Yeah, for yeah, me, indeed. it was like, I bounced around from a lot of temporary contracts
1: mm-hmm. when I was at EA. Yeah. And I spent, I think, about two years just bouncing between temporary contracts yeah. before I was able to finally
2: yeah. find, it went, in my case, it
1: was like a new sub-studio opening up that was like, okay, we're staffing up everybody, they need somebody, yeah it's like, all right, like... I, I know enough people now that they're going to recommend me into that mm-hmm. spot. You kind of you have to be the first person on their mind when something like that happens basically. Yeah. yeah. But it was yeah, it was like a it was a grind yeah. together. And then back then, I'm talking this was like 2003, Yeah, like the indie scene wasn't
0: anything yeah, at well, that point. Indie so. games, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. The indie scene was mods. Yeah. Really. And and yeah. I think that's still kind of a cool way to learn game audio too like that's i I think that's one thing that's one thing that i recommended a lot it's not it's something that i didn't do a lot of but i kind of did a little bit while Mm -hmm. i was like waiting for interviews and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah but just you know getting in there you know getting in there with the elder scrolls toolkit or something like that and just replacing sounds and just trying that out i think that's kind of a that stuff and that's stuff that you can show to to to, to a game studio when you go in for an interview like hey i did this mod yeah yeah it was free or whatever but you know you got to kind of put in some time with that kind of stuff i think that's important
1: and as far like, personally, I would say, as far as, do you recommend It's like, well, if that's what you want to do, yes. Yeah. Like, that's what I, th- I think was great about game audio these days, is it's so wide and vast. Yeah. If indie games aren't your thing, and AAA is your thing. Yeah. Go work in a AAA studio. Yep. like Like, hammer on it, and, like, make that your goal, and, like, do that. You know, you'll get it eventually. If, mm-hmm. if you're good and persistent. Yeah. It may take a while.
0: Yeah. But, like, lining up indie gigs may take a while, too. It may too. take a while, yeah.
1: So and, it's... And, like,
0: I th- and I think, too, it's, like, it's like some people... I mean, it's pretty easy to get impatient with that, too. Yeah. But you might have to wait two years. Yeah. Yep. Three years, one year, whatever. Like, you know, like, it, you, you might... Put a resume in at a place and you might think, oh, they never read that or whatever. And then they might call you in
2: a year and be like, hey, we got your resume because, you know, they get a lot. (laughs) Yeah, in the meantime, like a bunch of other cool stuff might come up too. Yeah. You may never even want or need it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like
1: there's a whatever, however you like to work and whatever you want to work on, there's a studio out there or a freelance position out there for you. Yeah. That's my feeling. Like there's a spot, like I didn't fit in AAA and I fit in... Large indie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, this is a great home that I've found, sweet for me. But it's like it took a like, okay, I'll work here on. Oh, this is really it. I'll work over here. Oh, this isn't really working. And you know, you just kind of plug away at it until you find a home that's like,
0: yeah, that's kind of growth too. You know, like Mm -hmm. oh. Um, That's kind of a growth thing. Like, that's stuff, you know, you, you couldn't really tell that, too, like, when you first got in. Like, like you really have to hammer it out to really yeah. realize what you like and what you don't like. I, I, yeah. I, like, it took it took me a long time, too, for that. Like, to really, like, be like, ah, I thought I liked this, yeah. this part of it. You know, yeah. and then it's like, maybe, no, not so much. It's, I actually like this more. It's kind of a... It's moving like, target. I love,
1: like, that I work on, like, multiple games a year mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. But there's part of me that's still like, man, I'd love to go work on a racing game for, like, two
0: years straight. And again. just, like, Nail it. Yeah, <laughs> racing stuff. Yeah, and
1: then yeah. I'd probably be like,
0: "Okay, I'm done." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't want to do I, I, I start <laughs> having I start having panic attacks when I hear cars in the streets now.
2: <laughs> I don't even like my own
0: car. <laughs> I put the key in the ignition. It's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: next uh, next one. Alex Lara Mindy. I think I'm getting that right. Well, that's why I handed it to you. I know. I was just going to murder no, I, actually of, I actually know him. I actually know him. you know Alex? you know him. The way the question is phrased, I assume that you might know him.
0: Yeah. It's a tough question, too. He says, uh, first,
2: send hi. Yep. In my regards. Ask about polyrhythmic sounds and drones. Do you know something about this? I do. I know a few
0: things. In music... In my own music, I I don't use polyrhythmic stuff too much. I do sometimes to kind of like kind of throw people for a loop a little bit, like like kind of like I love kind of like when I'm doing like a temp like a time signature change or something like that. I'll put like sometimes like the time signature that it's going to be going into like polyrhythmically like a little bit before, yeah. You know, just to kind of make the transition like kind of work better, but still kind of make it a bit weird. I tend to use it more just as kind of like a yeah to kind of throw people for a loop or just to kind of add this sense of instability. So. I don't know if that's kind of what he was kind of after with that question, but I, so um, yeah, for me like I, like a lot of the, the kind of polyrhythmic stuff that that I would use is I guess kind of Latin influenced in a weird way.
2: <laughs> like, just, what, what do you think a polyrhythmic drone would be? Because I'm thinking that's almost uh, oh, like that's a poly- almost like a synthesis thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's kind of like a different. I didn't know he meant like polyrhythmic drones. Well, he said
2: polyrhythmic <laughs> sounds and drones. And drones. Yeah.
0: But a polyrhythmic drone I guess I guess that's kind of in a way that's kind of That's
2: just the waveforms kind of battling each other.
0: Battling each other and like having like things coming in and out of phase different LFOs yeah. and stuff like that. That's that's a pra- that's a thing that I kind of do when I, if I'm doing like a kind of a drone thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an easy way of kind of making it like a generative drone, kind of comp- complex. Like, yeah. have it, you know, something kind of phasing in and out, and then you know, something a bit quicker that they're not quite related, and all the little changes that happen, mm-hmm. you know, where things fall in with and against each other, or you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of creates this complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that kind of stuff's cool for I, I, I for doing like ambiences and games. Yeah, like, yeah it's totally. a,
1: it's I, I find that is kind of like the the crux of making really great. Semi procedurally generated yeah. drones yeah, and stuff. totally. Is where you have, you make a sound that's several layers and each layer is a different length. Yeah. 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 And then they just. Just this polymetric weird it. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it yeah. takes like three hours for it actually to all loop around. Revol- yeah.
0: Resolve again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But for drones, uh, even drones like drone tool, like drones are cool because you can make a drone out of anything. Yeah. It's such a cool, like, you have to kind of like. You can get really creative with it, I find. Um, but, like a lot of tools that I've been using for drone stuff, I, l- I love Native Instruments Scanner XT. Yep, that plugin cool. is so cool for drones. Like, kind of half synthesis, half granular sampling, and then it mashes it all together in a really cool way. <laughs> That's a cool one. So, yep. I hope that kind of answers that. It, Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Alessio Molina, who's actually a friend of mine in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, is asking all three of us. If, when layering synth and recorded SFX, any particular method for cohesiveness that works well for you, Um, I just kind of jam it all together. I have a couple ideas, better.
1: compression uh, put it all through decapitator.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> saturation is yeah. great for that kind of that, stuff. Like mild, yeah. Like just subtle,
1: super subtle saturation mm-hmm. can help glue it together. Yeah, yeah totally it, Any great. almost
2: any effect, if they're all going through the same effect yeah. a little bit, it's yeah. going to glue things or together. Or a really,
0: really almost like short but um, and almost completely unnoticeable reverb, like yeah. a really, really short reverb, and putting everything through that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not even to
0: like not not like a room or anything, but just like just like a subtle amount of weird air kind of around the sound could kind of, I find, could find, kind of glue it together. Even on stuff that you wouldn't normally put reverb on too, like even like bassier things or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I find can kind of just, you know, that puts it into a, a framework, a kind of consistent space.
2: I find, I it find um, a lot of it is like <laughs> one shots as well. Yeah. If it's a one shot sound, it's just make sure your transients are kind of lining up. and Like the, yeah. Yeah. the shape yeah. of the waveform is sort of the same all the way down. I, f- I find
1: sometimes um kind of like the opposite of the way I, I EQ... St- Stuff normally, if I only got like all natural sounds, I'll be like, Oh, scoop out this so that I'm just and peek up this so that I'm just like I'm getting that the low from here and the high yeah, from here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. in some cases, when I'm like combining natural and synthesized things, it's like turn up like the same frequencies on both of th- mm-hmm. things so they kind of like that area mushes together. Yeah,
0: they start competing and it, it almost sometimes can sound more natural, yeah, in a way. like mm. it like sounds kind of like how sounds would actually compete,
1: like, yeah, because it's like, Oh, if this is coming out yeah. of something. This frequency should be resonating all together on
0: everything, so I'll crank it up on yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, there's, just crank everything up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that. And um, f- I find too sometimes, and I and I actually I just, I hammered this home recently on a track that I've been working on. Um, and it's not something that I necessarily pay attention to a lot when I'm combining sounds, and it's something that I kind of should more. Um, but in this one particular track that I that I started working on recently there's a lot of really extreme low end and, and everything needs to be, like, clockwork. Otherwise, yeah. the mix falls apart. And it, it came down to, like, really, like, super fine tuning of the sounds. Pitch tuning mm-hmm. and phase. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this one, this particular song in general, it, it, like, it, it actually, like, this kick and this bass pattern, it's kind of like, if the kick is tuned up or down, like, one or two cents, yeah. it falls apart. The yeah. whole thing just breaks. It's just, it, it doesn't work. So... I find, like, getting things to gel like that, sometimes you really... Sometimes you really got to put a lot of legwork in to make it work. Yeah. Like, look at the phase and get right in there and look at the waveforms and make sure they're just, like, on the money. Otherwise, sometimes, it, you know, it'll be like, if this isn't lined up right, it, it's completely gone or, like, it distorts or does something yeah. really
2: weird. Right, right, right,
0: right. Um, So I guess that's kind of back to what we were talking about at the very beginning is, like, that's some kind of more technical fundamentals that I think...
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: waveform waveform um, fundamentals, I guess, are probably would be, like, a good... Yeah. Thing to
2: recommend. Get good at knowing what waveforms look like and what they should do.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway.
2: All right, last one. Uh Joey Goddard uh, on Twitter asks whether or not you were involved mm-hmm. with it in Mass Effects. Any tips on dialogue processing? And I know you were involved. So
0: I was involved a little bit, not so much for like actually like the final, but definitely as like consulting and kind of just like Yeah. Well, Rob was across the hall from me, and it was gonna a lot of back and forth on it. Right. So
1: I'd like to kind of just break that question up into two things because mm-hmm. in the question he mentions uh, the geth yeah yeah the, um processing for like like vocal mastering for like regular voices yeah and processing for creating aliens robots whatever yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I think those are two different things and totally. I think they're both like interesting things yeah definitely to talk about.
0: they're totally different and and they're handled completely differently too like in, in what at or 2 so yeah they're so um, I guess when it comes to just the uh, the, the the VO processing of just yep. of just stuff that you you know that has dialogue lines, stuff that you actually have to listen to, that's telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing that I know Rob did a lot of is have a wet dry. You need to have like a lot of the times you get the effect right, yep. and and you get so into how the effect sounds that you get used you to hearing it, and and. The intelligibility goes away, but mm. you still can hear it because right, you you've the heard processing. it like a hundred
1: times. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: so having basically the the rule of thumb is like for me uh, for me is like once I get the sound I want, just mix back in the dry signal a little bit more, yeah. probably more than I'm actually comfortable with doing. Right. F- just for the intelligibility to make yeah. the, re- the story still needs to be told, and 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 people aren't really going to be like, oh, that sounds too dry or whatever. Like it's just not something. Right um if the character you know if the character of the sound of the effect that you're you're getting is there and, and then it's intelligible, then you know that's suspension of disbelief yeah there is 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 already there for people i think they'll get the effect and they'll get the message and i think that's that's something you have to keep in mind it's really 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 easy to go way overboard like very quickly and be like i got this vocoder and this chorus and this r- weird flanger and 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 it sounds amazing and I could totally hear what they're saying. And then somebody else comes in your room and like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> what that? Like, yeah. So I, I think having in whatever kind of setup you're using, um, having like a, a really easy way to just AB yeah. and mix back in the dry signal
2: right. or,
0: or a process an, like a, another processed version of the dry signal, maybe, maybe right. an EQ would version of the dry signal or something right. like that. But Again, a, a less severe a parallel signal, I guess. Yeah. I think that's kind of important. Um, yeah otherwise you can really like it's very very easy to just get tunnel vision on that sort of stuff um, and then the other stuff like 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 the kind of more sound effect kind of stuff um, actually sorry uh, the 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 processing for like ED and 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 the geth like I, Rob used a lot of the um, uh, what are they called the versin plugins have you, you seen the, like the Ver- versin they have a pitch tracking vocoder and he used he used that a lot for I think he used that for um, I think he used that for legion like, okay. the, the geth, like, the talking geth. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because,
0: yeah. like, the geth sounds were made in Mass Effect 1, um, and, like, that kind of stuff was kind of canon. You know, like, the way mm-hmm. they sounded was canon. Yeah. And there was no intention of having a talking, an actual one that talked. Yeah. So, so that was a process. And I, and I, I did work with Rob a little bit on that, about, about just, like, how do we make it actually sound like that, but sound, like, understandable and something... Yeah. something talk, and,
1: and It's always interesting when, like, you've kind of done one thing, and then the game takes a turn. Yeah. And introduces this whole new design <sighs> thing oh, that you're man. like, "Whoa, I never never accounted yeah. for that." Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, how yeah. do I how do I
0: mix that into my world yeah, yeah, that yeah. everyone has already bought into? Yeah, it's like this sound needs to be the craziest sound in the world and do whatever you can in the engine to make it work and make it sound awesome. And then, you know, you say like, "Okay, if we do that, there can only be one of these ever happening <laughs> at one point in time. <laughs> Multiplayer expansion pack. There's ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you reverse engineer that? <laughs> you know, post-release. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, stuff changes and it, it is always a moving target. And yep. that's why it's good to document stuff too. Yep. Um, um, and and as in a detailed and understandable way, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 save your chains, because you might mm-hmm. might really need that, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, I know Rob used a lot of the in stuff, and it was a lot of trial and error. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, iterate VO is like probably a, a ton of, of iteration. probably a
2: ton of cool processes just sitting in Rob's computer or sitting at Bioware. Somewhere there, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah but
0: but just, you know, like, in a ton of iteration. And it's something I find that you have... You, the best thing to do is just get it in the game.
2: Yeah.
0: And let... You know, let the bugs flow in and and, and let people, like, you know... Because, th- you know, people have to determine whether it's intelligible or whether it's understandable mm-hmm. or whether it's kind of cool. People are really sensitive to voice, mm-hmm, just yeah. inherently. So you might as well rely on them to kind of do it. So it's just a super iterative process. I think that circles back to, like, what I was talking about, of
1: just, like, not even getting movies and, like, not even seeing animation. Yeah. Just making sounds and getting it in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. Throw you the know, paint on the wall. Just throw yeah. it in the game. Yeah, and see, yeah. Get, and... Big tip for anybody who's freelancing, make sure whoever's okaying your sounds is doing it in the game. Yeah, absolutely. If you're yeah. delivering assets and they're just listening absolutely. to them, it doesn't count.
0: Especially VO. Yeah. Especially VO. Get it in the contract yeah. That, yeah. that approvals yeah. are in-game. In-game. Yeah. Solo syndrome. It's just like you, you don't do that when you're mixing something, right? Yeah. Like I mean, you yeah. don't judge if something's good by hitting the solo button, right? No. Back when
1: I was a recording you <laughs> had to fight all the time. I'm like, oh, I just want to hear the guitars, and I'm like, no, you're not allowed to hear just the guitars. <laughs> you're never gonna hear just your guitar, yeah. so no, yeah,
0: yeah. Listen to the song. Listen mix. to the song. Listen to the mix, and 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 then and then, you know, a lot of the times too, when you when you do end up soloing it after you got it sounding good in context, oh, yeah. it it's, sounds like crap or something horrible, weird, or completely yeah. not what you thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, definitely, like in context as much as you can, especially for VO. Yeah, um, sound effects too. Like, like for sure. Like on a mixed stage. You
2: yeah, you don't reveal your secrets. <laughs> if you have a lion, lion's roar hidden in there somewhere, like don't tell the person <laughs> yeah, making yeah, the yeah. decisions that there's a lion's roar in there. She's yeah, like, that's all they they'll hear, and they'll make you take it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> or put so, the
2: lion's roar in there so that they won't see anything else.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so weird. You know, it, it, it's so awesome. Sh- you missed the twelve pumas. I Sound ideas, Puma or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, d- definitely context. That's so important. And and I like I find like we, we started like at, when I was still at Bioware too. Like uh, we were kind of getting a setup, and like I, I kind of got them set up with um, the army like Fireface UFXs, so that mm-hmm. they can monitor the game, mm-hmm. the Daw Pro Tools all running mm-hmm. all through the same mixer yep. essentially, and the it's all. Everything is gain accurate, you know, like if you make something that's minus six in your DAW, that that you play it back while the game is playing at the same time, you know that having that reference is huge, I think, like being able to like actually know how loud something is or like Mm -hmm. and and have meters, you know, that you can actually see that aren't inside your DAW. Like that's that's like, well, yeah, well, you know, in in Pro Tools, this says it's minus, you know, six RMS or something ridiculous. And then you know you get into the game, and then you you drop it minus minus twelve DV, and it's kind of like, well, it doesn't work anymore. That mm-hmm, that yeah. dynamic range is completely different. So yeah, context totally as much as you can. Yeah, if the, if your engine allows it or whatever. totally.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I think we're that's uh, about a good a good spot to end
0: things. Cool, cool. Cool. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, it's awesome. Anytime.
1: Thanks for coming yeah, on. It's good. And next one is uh, a year. Yeah. So see you then. See you in 2015.
2: <laughs> <laughs>